Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the channel. It is Denise Salcedo, and I am back for Elimination Chamber predictions. I've been doing these for all of the major pay-per-views, and usually I have some uh, very awesome people with me, and there's no difference for that today because today I bring Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling. He is a YouTube extraordinaire. I mean, a thousand, like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I'm not jealous at all, Simon. I'm not jealous, not even just a little bit. Um, but just kidding i'm totally jealous Simon, <laughs> welcome to the show seriously you don't need to be jealous of me i have no hair i have no hair whatsoever i pulled the short straw in life you have wonderful hair so you definitely win you definitely win <laughs> you know what i gotta tell you um <laughs> You know, I feel much better now. I feel much better. So thank you for that. But Simon, I got to tell you, you know, I feel like you, we, okay, so you and I just quick backstory for the listeners in terms of how and you and how you and I got connected. So uh, you got to do a match at Mission Pro Wrestling against uh, Jack Carlo, uh, JP. And uh, oh my God, I got to call your match and we met there and you were like literally the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> I remember us uh, like, at first I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what Simon's going to be like, because you never know know what someone's going to be like right yeah, yeah, until yeah. you go up to them in person and whatnot so i remember going up to you and be like hey let's talk about your match let's have a little conversation and the second you like started talking i was like oh my god he's the nicest person ever and it was wow. so fun to call your match so i'm so happy that we got to have that experience oh no definitely and that's very kind i appreciate your words but yeah i mean i love coming to mission pro i love those matches i was genuinely i'm not just saying this i was genuinely pleased that you were calling it as well i thought that was a very nice sort of you know extra to the whole trip i was like wow we're ticking lots of boxes here and it genuinely was that was a pleasure to get you know you as well and now we're here this is the best thing about the wrestling community somehow unlike the ghostbusters we cross the streams and we come to these wonderful moments so yeah i'm very i'm very happy with all of it Seriously, thank you for making time to come on here and do this show. We are going to be chatting about the Elimination Chamber. Uh, this honestly has like a big fight feel. I've been talking about this on previous podcasts, but clearly with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, this really feels like a pay-per-view that you can't miss. So Simon, I guess we'll start us off there. Uh, how are you feeling heading into the pay-per-view itself? Or excuse me, premium live event. <laughs> That's right. Premium live event. We must go with the buzzwords. Um... I genuinely think this could be the best. I hate the term, but people understand it. I think it could be the best built B premium live event or B pay-per-view, whichever term we're going to use, the WWE has had in years. And I think the reason for that is because at the end of the last year, we did slow down you know, with the shows. We didn't have the day one event, which meant we could focus on the Royal Rumble. We could tell stories. And usually the Elimination Chamber, I'm like, ah, it's kind of like a weird sort of obstacle in between the rumble and wrestlemania but this year because we've had a plan because we've had a long-term story we can actually use it to make you ask even more questions about wrestlemania and after raw and all that stuff with cody and sammy now i'm all like are they gonna do triple threat match now i don't even think they are gonna do a triple threat match but look at me i'm a mess i'm a broken mess of a man so i i think they've done a terrific job with this and the coolest thing is even though i think i know and i'm 99.9 percent .9 sure there's that wonderful 1% where I'm like, but what if they do something else? So now I think they've right. totally smashed it. Yeah, definitely. So I know we're going to talk more about Sammy and Roman once we actually get to that matchup, but I feel the same way. Like there's part of me where I have this majority, like my realistic side of my brain, right? Like the realistic <laughs> uh, you know, portion of me is like, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is what the story calls for. This is what we've known where this is going. But then there's this part of me, this very small, maybe like dreamer, idealistic, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, where I'm like, 
what if something completely unexpected happens? And if it does, I'm not going to be upset about it. Right. That's the cool thing, right? There is everyone. Look, I love the wrestling community, man. And we argue and we yell and we debate. But here, in terms of investment, they could go one of like five ways. And I just go, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's going to happen next. So honestly, hands up and hats off and all the kudos to everybody involved in this. And not just for the main event. Like there's some other cool things going on as well. Like, you know, everyone always used to say, oh, the best thing about the Attitude Era was everyone had a story. I Everyone has a story now, or at least most people do. And I like it a lot. I completely agree. All right. So we do got a couple of super chats coming in. Just a heads up, guys. If you do want to help support this podcast, uh, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat and get your question, your comment, your statement, your rant, your recipe, your whatever. <laughs> uh, right here on the stream, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat. We actually got one here from Sheldon Jackson. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon, who says, I believe Simon Miller is a the future of progress wrestling um, world champion in the making, putting that into the universe now. Uh, Sheldon, give us a little. Um, excuse me oh my gosh uh simon give us a little bit of the <laughs> give us a little bit of you know how you feel about this Shelton just sent in that's very nice so for those that don't know progress is a promotion over here in the uk uh i am very blessed to both host that promotion and wrestle for it so the fact that sheldon has enough faith in me that i'm gonna go all the way to the top to become the world sheldon always believe in your dreams right that's the biggest thing in the world so look you never say never. I, I keep saying this, but the coolest thing about wrestling is that it does always surprise you. So you never know. And yeah, we, we'll wait and see. But I appreciate that, Sheldon. We'll do it together. We'll climb the mountain. Who's been your favorite person to wrestle? Oh, man. That's so, I mean, look, JP would be up there. I'm not just saying that, but he's so, as we said when we were off air, he just gets it and he's so much fun. I know I'm just destroying kayfabe now, so I apologize. He's a, he's a horrible I person. He's still real to us, damn it. I know. He's the worst person ever. Um, but no, he, he would be up there. And actually, I, I wrestled um, Joe Connors literally last week, who it was, it was in the NXT UK system for years. And oh my gosh, I mean, that was a, that was a learning experience to, to say the least, but I've, I've been lucky to, you know, I've been lucky to go, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with a few people, I got to tangle with James Storm, which is one of these weird moments where you're like, he gave me a super kick in a cage. And I remember laying there, like just staring up going, it's very strange. <laughs> it's a very strange moment. So yeah, again, I, I've been lucky to do some cool stuff and long may it continue. I love that you kind of painted us a visual of what you felt like getting super kicked by James Storm <laughs> as you're laying there. Like, what a cool moment. I'm in a cage and I got just just got super kicked by James Storm because I've always wondered that, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, when these incredible moments happen in wrestling or, you know, for example, perfect example of this is uh, Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38. That was one match where I would have loved to been, you know, a fly inside the head of Kevin Owens just to <laughs> see what that moment was like for him. Like, oh, hey, I'm just here at WrestleMania wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin and so I like to know what goes on in wrestlers minds when they have you know these rant or these not random ass moments but like these great moments right yeah and I imagine he had what I had times a million right I imagine it was just even more surreal but when it gets strange when you've seen someone and you've grown up with them on tv and then you know he's about to kick me in the face it's just that I don't know how I got here. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that whole Kevin Owens, Steve Austin thing. I mean, the fact that it made us feel that way, it must have been even better for him. So, yeah, just tremendous, tremendous stuff. And I'm happy to have a, have a small glimpse of that, too. Who would you say is like your dream opponent? Like if you could wrestle anybody, who would it be? 
Right. So my stupid answer is always Roman Reigns because if I'm wrestling Roman Reigns, I've done really well. <laughs> I've done, I've done like, really well. Right. You're like, I made it. <laughs> I must be doing all right. Even if it's a squash match on Raw, I've done something. Uh, but no, my, my actual answer is always not that this isn't any more surreal because it is, but I would love to have a match with Danhausen. I'm, oh, I, I yeah, your personalities would be very well, interesting. I'm such a fan of what I like to term goofy wrestling, and I consider Dan Housen the king of that at the moment, or at least one of the kings. That, yeah, you know what, if we're going to do something, let's just have fun. So, I, I always say Dan Housen, I love that guy. That's awesome. We got a super chat here from Caden Seas. Thank you so much to Caden, who says, Time for my four hour drive to Laredo for AEW. Man, that's commitment. Um, when AEW was out here, I think it was in uh, Fresno, it's like a three hour drive. I was like, There ain't no way I'm driving three hours. Nah, like I'll take an eight hour flight for you know, like a five hour flight, but I won't drive three hours for some reason. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but good luck to Caden on that drive. We got a super chat here from um, Mike D, who says, Evil Doink Bob Holly Demolition for 2023. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Thank you, Mike D. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's get into this. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and just start talking about the matches that are on their car on the card. We're going to work work our way up. I think that's just the best way to go about it. We got a super chat here from Thomas Jones who says, love the podcast and you too. Do you think Brock will have another opponent from Mania? I was sure it would be Lashley, but with Saturday, I'm not so sure. So Thomas actually cues us in to our first match that we are going to be talking about. And that is clearly Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Now, this is not the first time. This is not the second time we've seen these two guys go at it. This is now officially going to be uh, their third match against each other. So I'll start off by asking you this, Simon. Is this something that you were still interested in when you realized this was going to be what we're doing uh, heading into Elimination Chamber? Oh, man, 100%. Again, we talked about goofy wrestling. I'm also a big fan of big men slapping man meat as Big E once so beautifully, <laughs> beautifully coined. So I'll never get, look, as long as they, you know, keep it, I, I don't like the term short, I don't mean that, but I mean, I want it to be like a runaway freight train, right? I don't need 10 minutes of these guys. You can give me five, seven minutes, just boom, 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 move, 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 crazy, crazy. I'll be going nuts. It's a great way to pace out a show, even though there's only a few matches. And actually, Thomas makes a great point. This is the main reason I'm so intrigued about this. Because I have come up with this bizarre scenario, not bizarre, but you know, following the story, where surely the Hurt Business comes back together, they screw over Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley wins. However, if you do that, Brock Lesnar has got to get his revenge. So do we do that at WrestleMania? And then you have to start asking the question, well, is that one time too many? I don't know. So this is another reason why I'm massively invested in that match, because my brain is taking me down these flights of fancy. But ultimately, I don't know how that ties into WrestleMania. I'm exactly like Thomas. I thought they were going to hold this off. I thought we'd do an angle at the Elimination Chamber. But we're pulling the trigger. So, it, again, it's got me massively intrigued. If we do end it here, then what the hell happens in six weeks after that? I genuinely don't know. I'm genuinely perplexed by it. And that's the truth right there, because look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not necessarily, you know, jumping off a bridge for to watch Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And, like, it's not something that I'm like, oh, my God, I have to see this at WrestleMania. And the reason for that is because we've seen it already. And truly, if they don't, I see what you're saying with, uh, you know, the Hurt Business and everything. I see that being as more of a realistic option in terms of how they would play this all the way up until WrestleMania. But at the same time, is that really what I I want to see do i really yeah. want to see bobby lashley versus brock lesnar again 
and, and, and WrestleMania, like, I'm sorry, like for me, I kind of, I would have kind of won different opponents, but it feels to me that this is the direction that we're heading in uh, in regards to, to Brock Lesnar. And you got to have Bobby Lashley on the card. Like there's no way you don't have Bobby Lashley on the card. So I'm thinking maybe we get, um, like you said, the Hurt Business comes out. Maybe we get a screwy finish from there and kind of, move on forward to WrestleMania because here's the thing like if we do get Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar let's say we get like a pretty lengthy match I feel like that's gonna take away even more from me wanting to see it at WrestleMania does that make sense oh no I totally get it no I'm certainly in the same ballpark like as I'm getting it now I like WrestleMania to be as fresh as possible which is why matches like Cody versus Roman wow I've never seen Cody versus Roman so you know the problem is they could probably do it and it would probably be great but it's always going to be a little bit diminished because we just saw it six weeks ago. That's always the way. And also, we've had it twice before already. You know, this should really be the blow-off match, which is why I'm totally baffled about what they're going to do. Because no matter who loses, you think that person's going to want their revenge. So what I'm hoping is, as Triple H has proven, or the new regime, whatever we're calling it, the idea is already in place. We just haven't seen it yet. And that's cool. Keep me on my toes. Keep me guessing. That's the best thing about being a fan. So there is one person we haven't talked about in regards to Brock Lesnar just yet. And we got this tease at the Royal Rumble. And it was that little face-off that we got between Gunther and Brock Lesnar. Now, clearly that's not, they teased it, but that's not the story right now. Um, I hate to say this, but I wouldn't mind if they just kind of like fast-forwarded this whole story with Bobby Lashley and Brock <laughs> Lesnar and somehow got to Brock Lesnar and Gunther for WrestleMania. But something tells me that time is not necessarily on my side for this story. No, I don't think so. And also, look, I want that as well. But I, this is what I've done, right? I've booked that for SummerSlam. This is what I do with my spare time. I'm a massive nerd. I have booked Gunther versus Brock Lesnar for SummerSlam because I think at WrestleMania, I'm getting ahead of myself now, that we're going to get the Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus match. I've convinced myself. I've fallen into this, this pattern where I'm sure it's going to happen. But look, to me, that is just more good matches. Let's plan out the year. But um, if we do it at WrestleMania, no, I'm not going to mind. I want to see Brock versus Gunther. That's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be epic, man. Uh, we got a super chat here from Caden Seas. It says Montreal might actually riot if Sammy doesn't win. Oh, we'll talk about this. Yes, boy sends in a super chat saying yes or no. Do we get Sammy's old theme on Saturday? Um, Maybe yes. What do you think? Yeah, I don't see. I mean, I love his old theme. But then I saw him in an interview where he said he feels like that's taking a step back. And I was like, you know what? I, I see what you mean, Sammy. I see what you mean. I'm not sure. I'm in two worlds. 50-50. Matt James sends in a super chat saying I'd have I would have liked Gunther versus Lesnar, but what if we get a false finish here and Lesnar versus Lashley in a fight pit match at WrestleMania? Um, this is something that I had heard somewhere in some podcast. Someone throw this or pitch this. Um, I would not be opposed to that because I do think, like you mentioned, like we mentioned, with Bobby Lashley and Brock, we have seen this numerous times. We're, we're gonna see it on Saturday. You might as well do some sort of you know different stipulation come WrestleMania. Yeah, you're going to have to. If you're doing it again, it's got to have something crazy. Although, is a fight pit big enough? I don't know if it is. I mean, it's cool, and it kind of ties into the MMA thing. I think it would need something else as well, though. What that is, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you, Matt James, for sending in this super chat. So um, in regards to Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, so it's your official prediction that Bobby Lashley is going to defeat Brock Lesnar with the help of the Hurt Business. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I've, I've been saying it for too long now. And if I go back on myself and get it wrong, I'm just going to be sad. I don't want to be sad. So yeah, I'm going Bobby Lashley wins with the Hurt Business. Who you got? 
Okay. So while I do prefer for, well, here's the thing. I do believe that your prediction is the one that's most likely to come true. But just because I don't necessarily want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, I'm going to go and manifest something entirely different. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar just for the sake of this not being the WrestleMania match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to see Brock Lesnar against somebody else unless they do something completely spectacular between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. However, I do think Bobby Lashley will win. But just to manifest something different and put something different out there in the universe, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar here. But we'll see. We got a super chat from Lorenzo Torres who says, the only thing that would make me want to see Lashley versus Lesnar at Mania is if it's in a fight pit, but I really want Gunther versus Lesnar. So it seems like the fight pit thing has kind of sold a couple of people. Well, look, if that's what the fans want, give it to them. Wrestling simple, right? If people genuinely want it and it's right there, do it. Pull the trigger. Uh, Devon Ayer Thomas says, um, what if Cody Sammy double pin Roman at WrestleMania? Oh, man. Uh, I can't. It, I don't it's know. It's not happening. It's not happening. Roman Reigns never agreeing to that. <laughs> I just feel like never. there's so much that happened that's happened with Roman that I can't picture this particular ending. But again, we'll talk about Roman and Sammy more in just a second. But uh, let's get into our next match here. And the next match that we're going to go ahead and talk about is uh, a mixed tag team match between Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Now, um, I'm going to start off by saying this, Simon. Um, unfortunately, I was on the side that I didn't want to see this match. I am not a fan of mixed tag team matches. And the reason for that is I feel it takes away from a better match. I would have preferred to see uh, for, for, for sure. I would have preferred to see Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix, just them two alone in a singles match. Hell, I would have even preferred just to see Finn versus Edge because you know, for the most part, I feel like we kind of get like every mixed tag team match kind of ends up being the exact same thing. And to me, it just feels less important. And I don't feel like my interest is there in regards to Edge and Finn Balor. I'm more interested in Beth and Rhea. To me, they're the main story. They're the ones that I'm attracted to here. And I want to see Rhea Ripley kind of just dominate Beth, or not dominate Beth Phoenix rather, but have a a compelling match where she does end up coming out very strong in that because, you know, she's headed to WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair has been saying how Rhea Ripley isn't even on her level. Now imagine her getting this one-on-one match against Beth Phoenix, who is, you know, regarded very highly and, you know, actually getting this massive win over her ahead of her WrestleMania match. Personally, that's what I would have preferred. Uh, where are you on this? I mean, I agree with you a lot. But my spin when it comes to the mixed tag is because I'm hoping it's tying into something else at WrestleMania, right? What I would do in this match, and what I hope happens, is that Rhea Ripley pins Beth Phoenix, right? That's what I need. Because then Rhea Ripley could come out on Raw and be like, ha ha, I pinned a Hall of Famer. I'm going to WrestleMania, and I think she should win the championship. Different conversation for a different time. It also means that the Judgment Day is on the winning side of this, which means Edge is on the losing side, obviously, wrestling maths. Now, there has long been this rumor that it's going to be Finn Balor versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell. They've been saying this for ages, meant to be the Royal Rumble, apparently, now apparently going to be at WrestleMania. And there's no way, there's no chance that Finn Balor would win that match. He just wouldn't win that match. And that makes me sad because I love the Judgment Day. I'm a huge (laughs) fan. So 
if the way we have to keep the Judgment Day momentum going is for Rhea to get the win here, which means Finn technically won, and they lose at WrestleMania, that's fine. Now, do I think it's a convoluted way to go about it? Yes, I do. Do I agree with you that I prefer two singles matches? Absolutely. I think that's much more interesting. But I do think there's things that we can put in place here to build a foundation to finally culminate this feud at WrestleMania. But as long as Rhea Ripley walks away with that SmackDown Women's Championship, they can do whatever they want. But do not beat her. I'm looking at the, don't beat her, WWE. Don't do no, it. Make don't. her a star. Yeah. Now, would you be okay with seeing Edge and Beth Phoenix get the win here? Um, yes, but they'd have to pin Finn Balor. For sure. And Balor would have to get it back at WrestleMania for me because I feel like we have something here with Judgment Day that maybe we even just stumbled across, and I don't think it's time to get rid of it. I would absolutely eke it out. But I think it makes more sense for Dominic to interfere and then go to wrestle. And then that justifies the Hell in a Cell, right? We've got to keep Damian Priest out of here. We've got to keep Dominic Mysterio out of here. We'll do it in a Hell in a Cell. But no, as long as they pin Finn and they don't pin Rhea, I'm totally cool with it. You can do what see, you want. Here's the thing. Like, even me, like, I don't want to see Edge and Beth Phoenix win this match. Like, I get it. It makes a lot of sense for them to go that direction. I get it. But I don't want that. Like, I want to keep Rhea Ripley as strong as possible. And yeah, I get it. Like, if Finn Balor is the one who takes the pin, to me, it's still a loss for Rhea, clearly, because she's yeah. in the match. This is a tag team match. So even if Finn Balor were the one to get pinned, I wouldn't want that. I want to see Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley get the win. And I actually wouldn't mind it if they did it the way that you said, with Dominic Mysterio getting involved in this and then leading to, you know, a hell in a sour or whatever the situation is with that. Um, So I'm definitely on board here with, I, I want Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley to get this win. I won't take it any other way. Uh, what's your official prediction, Simon? Judgment Day. I don't bet against the Judgment Day because I'm a fan of Dominic the Convict <laughs> and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. And Dave, they're all smashing it right now. And I love Edge. And I love Beth Phoenix. But, you know, we, they don't need it. They don't need it. When did you start liking the Judgment Day? Because for me, it took a very long time to get there. I only started liking it when Prison Dom became a fan. <laughs> well, for some reason, and I don't know why, and what culture's own Michael Hamflick can uh, can attest to this, I just, as soon as Edge was out, I really liked them. And I don't know why. I think it was because Finn Balor was acting like your drunk Irish mate. And it just really made me laugh. He was such, he was such a moron. And I just warmed to them. <laughs> And I think I wanted them to do well. Simon, I hated that because they're making them look like a goof. They're making Finn Balor look like a goof. And that's not the version of Finn Balor I want to see. I I have a lot more respect for Finn Balor. I think that's why I liked it. It was just so different. And I was like, wow, we're actually doing this, are we? So then it it became like a father-son thing. I just wanted them to do well so badly. So like you, I tried to manifest it into existence. And now they're pretty good. Now they're pretty good. Well, there you go. I guess it worked. Just different different from what we probably previously expected. Lorenzo Torres sends in a super chat saying, I'm glad we are getting more women's stories in WWE, but I really wish there was better choices. In the chamber, the only person I see winning is Asuka. Uh, we are going to uh, talk about that next. Um, so I will start off by saying that I completely agree with Lorenzo Torres. So let me go ahead and cue that in. Um, so the next match that we are going to be talking about is the Women's Elimination Chamber. Uh, did determine Determine who is going to go up against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. We got Carmella in this, Nikki Cross, Raquel, Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. Now, I do completely agree with Lorenzo here. This is how I have felt about this match for quite a bit, actually, is that Asuka, to me, is the only person that I can legitimately see 
going up against Bianca Belair. Uh, second to that for me would probably be Liv Morgan. I can see them going that direction as well. But this is WrestleMania, Simon. Like the person that's going up against, um, you know, Bianca Belair has to be somebody that you legitimately believe can actually, you know, believe, uh, you know, can actually defeat Bianca Belair. The story has to be hot. The person has to be hot uh, and credible and all of that. And there are a lot of people here that I don't think are believable in the sense that they could win the Elimination Chamber. Where are you on this? So I think you're totally right. And I, I don't think anybody could argue it, especially because I love Natalia, but she's been put in there because it's a Montreal show. Makes perfect sense, but that's that's why we're doing it. I love Raquel Rodriguez, but she's not there right now, right? We're still building her. We're still crafting her on the main roster. Um, Liv Morgan, absolutely could see it. Carmella's come back and hasn't done much. But the reason why I like this so much is that it has presented us with an opportunity, or at least an opportunity that I that I have foreseen. Oscar, you have to win, have to assume is going to win. Right. So what I would do is I would have her as the first to in the match and she just destroys everyone. I'm talking. We make this the fastest elimination chamber match ever because Oscar goes crazy and she takes out Raquel and she takes out Liv. She takes out Carmella and she takes out everyone that gets in her way. And she looks in the camera. She's like, Bianca Belair, I'm coming for you. And in that moment, you're going to get people going, oh, my gosh, maybe she will win. That's what I would do. I would just go all in with Oscar. And I'd actually probably have Bianca Belair beat her at WrestleMania. But again, different conversation for a different day. But if everybody is so sure that Oscar is going to win, then let's just treat it in the same way we had Cody Rhodes beat up Baron Corbin. We had Bronson Reed beat up Mustafa Ali. Let's do that, but on a big stage. And I understand that you are, you know, you are, uh, you're walking a tightrope because I don't want it to, I don't, I, you can't, it cannot be presented as a, you know, it's the women's elimination chamber match. So we just zoom through it. No, 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 no. You've got to make sure you tell that story and you've got to make sure it comes across as this was a plan. We knew what we were doing. And it's one of the reasons why Oscar just beat everybody up on Raw. It's difficult to pull off. But I think if you do it, we already think she's the number, uh, the, the proper you know threat. And that makes her a proper threat too. Also, I, I genuinely, Oscar is just one of the best wrestlers in the world. Forget genders, full stop. One of the best wrestlers in the world. So let's just give it to her. And let's make her have her moment. And that's the thing. I completely agree with you because I was going to bring this up when you mentioned, you know, having Asuka pretty much dominate against everybody and have it do it pretty fast just to be like, oh, damn, Asuka's here. Asuka has arrived. Nobody was ready for Asuka, this and that. But you know that is going to be one of the major criticisms is if they do, you know, jip us of a long, uh, you know, elimination chamber match, they're going to be like, oh my God, you just screwed the women by not yeah, giving yeah, yeah. them a lengthy match. So it would have to be presented in a way that is like, okay, this was very entertaining. This was perfect at the way that they went for it. But I'm looking at this match and I'm trying to think like, okay, you know, you're going to get the good stuff with any anybody that has any sort of exchange with Natalia is going to be good because she's just, you know, a great wrestler. Uh, Liv Morgan, she's going to have the spot in the match of, you know, doing something crazy, right? Because that's lately yes, what she yeah. has been doing. That's been her thing. Um, Raquel, they're going to have to, I hope that they should Show her like prowess when it comes to Nikki. I just want to see her go like you know batshit crazy up in there because uh, that's who she is. And I do have a feeling Carmella, depending on where she comes in, she might be one of the ones to be either first eliminated or I don't know. Um, but that's pretty much like what I'm thinking. Everybody is going to kind of bring into this. I do hope my hopes for this are that they give Raquel a good a good like shiny moment in the elimination chamber because you mentioned she is somebody that i do think that within you know a year two years time however long it takes i do think she is somebody that can be 
you know, I mean, along the lines of a, you know, I don't want to say like Rhea Ripley, but along those lines, because, you know, they have a similar physique, they're both, you know, strong and tall and all of that. And I do think we can see that glow up for uh, Raquel as well. Yeah, no, I, I'd have Raquel, I would have Oscar take out the field, then Raquel is the last person in. And then you kind of, Oscar's like, ah, crap, you know, what am I going to do here? And she has to kind of fight uphill. Maybe there's a few false finishes. You know, Raquel teases she is going to win. And then Oscar eventually gets it. Because then, you know, it's kind of like what we did. Do you remember, we kind of did this with the men's a few years ago. Do you remember with Roman Reigns when he basically just he took out everybody? But then Braun Strowman got in and people are like, oh, and he kind of took out a few people too. Maybe that's a better way to balance it. Maybe Raquel should actually get rid of a couple people as well. And then we're planting those seeds because she has a massive upside. Like she really, really does. And she's already connected with, you know, the fans after not doing much, right? You know, her booking has kind of been, you know, she was in random tag teams and now she's not in random tag teams, but no. So yeah, ever we can do to come out the other side and ensure that she's in a good place going forward. Yeah. Next year, two years, like you say, she can be at that level. Definitely. Alrighty, so um, official pick, Asuka, as you mentioned, Asuka as well. So that's pretty much uh, what we're going with here. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and give a quick shout out because we got a brand new uh, member here on the YouTube channel. Thank you so much to Jason X Cross um, for joining my YouTube channel. That really means a whole lot to me. I only launched the program uh, in January and I'm so happy with everybody who's come on board. There is so much exclusive content that I'm putting out there. I have been going back and re-watching every single WrestleMania on the wrestling rewind so all of those videos are going up i just did a studio tour and i got more videos coming this week um i also do bonus perks uh last last month we did a royal rumble pool uh this month i did a meet and greet where people were able to hop on to the actual video itself and we were you know chatting it up and talking about the elimination chamber and all of this stuff uh so thank you so much to jason x cross uh for joining the youtube channel uh means a whole lot we got a super chat here from caden c who says i refuse to say oscar that's kind of <laughs> 100%. I like this one. Thank you, Caden, for true. sending this in. Um, alrighty. And we got a super chat here from uh, Lorenzo Torres who says, who do you guys want to see be called up from NXT after WrestleMania? Okay. I'm going with the Creed brothers because I love the Creed brothers, whether they bring them up uh, separately together. I don't care. I really like the Creed brothers. I would love to see them. Uh, I would, I'm not going to say Carmelo Hayes only for the simple reason that I do want to see him become NXT champion. Um, Alba Fire, she's somebody that I had been expecting to be called up for like the longest time and then it yeah. didn't happen. So uh, I don't know, but she's still somebody that I would like to see get called up. Um, Wendy Chu would be really fun to see her, you know, do her thing. I know a lot of people have mentioned Indy Hartwell because she's been in NXT for you know forever um do you have anybody in mind Simon that you would like to see get called up well I mean Bron Breaker right I, I it's kind of a an obvious answer but I think it's time especially because the other day when he was facing Jinder some people were booing him I was like wow man oh God, what did you think about that because I hilarious that was nuts I love it. It makes it's what I love about wrestling. All of a sudden, we just decided now nah, we don't like you anymore. We like Jinder Mahal for no reason. For no reason, we like him now. So I think it's probably time we, we brought him up. But I mean, I know it's probably too early, and I know she has to drop the title. But I would fast track Roxanne Perez. I mean, she's ready. She can go. She proved that at the Royal Rumble. She proves it every week on NXT. 
look, maybe they, they, you know, WWE know far more about this than I. Maybe they're still seeing sort of things she just needs to get a bit more experience in before you have that massive exposure. But yeah, I, I think even if that was true, she would find her feet so far. So basically, I want both of the world champions to be called up. I want, I want to break the NXT system as quickly as I can. But I think like Bron Break. The most important people. Yeah, yeah. Screw it. Start again. That's the best thing about NXT. It's crazy. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. I also think like Ilya Dragunov should not be on NXT. He's somebody that should be on Raw or SmackDown uh, for sure. Like that's another person that I should have said instantly because to me, he just doesn't belong on NXT. Like he belongs on a whole entirely different level in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much to Lorenzo Torres uh, for asking in uh, this question. I appreciate it a whole lot. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next match. And the next match that we are going to be talking about is the men's elimination chamber. Uh, We got Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, uh, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, who is the U.S. title and uh, who is the U.S. champion and putting it on the line. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins and Damian Priest. So, I'm going to start off by asking you, Simon, how did you feel or how have you felt about Austin Theory as a United States champion and what how Triple H has been handling him uh, versus how Vince McMahon was presenting him prior? It's, it feels, I mean, he's more serious now, right? He's got a beard, which always proves that you're a bit more serious when you grow some facial hair. The thing with Austin Theory to me is he definitely has something. I just don't know what it is yet, right? I totally understand why they have decided he is someone that they should push and they should craft around and they should keep an eye on. But we're not quite there yet. And I have a feeling that the Elimination Chamber match itself could be another step forward when we do establish that and we do that get that across to the audience, you know? It is this match is always brutal no matter what they do. He's in there with some top-tier talent. And if he can come out the other side still with the championship belt and potentially face and beat John Cena at WrestleMania, then I think you're setting him up for an awesome 2023. And I think right now, because I can't put my finger on it, that's what you should do. Whatever they're doing, I think is the right thing. I'm not 100% sure whether he's going to click with me. I'm about 75, 25 at the moment. But I totally, I can see it. I can definitely see it. Just something needs to happen for it to all fall into place. But he's still young. He's still getting experience. Um, And like I say, I think this is a great opportunity to try and uh, full stop all that. But I like it. And again, I can't, I I stumble with it because it's there, but I need something else. I don't know what it is. I get you completely because when Austin Theory was first, you know, doing every, all those little backstage bits with um with Vince McMahon and the egg and all of the really <laughs> weird stuff we were getting, there were some weeks where I thought they were pitching. I I thought the creative was something totally different than what they were going for. I got like this really weird vibe between Vince and Theory where every week I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, what's the relationship here? And then, you know, it, it was quickly, you know, presented that, you know, Theory was the guy that, you know, Vince was, you know, getting ready to, you know, push to the moon and all of that. And there was this, you know, um, resistance from the crowd. And I didn't necessarily blame them. I was on the resistance side too, because I just didn't, want to see theory in that spot yet i didn't think he was that person and i was not you know necessarily a theory fan but i will say this as things kind of like i think maybe most recently with triple h and some of this but here's the thing let me let me rewind a little bit because i from when theory was back in nxt 
I thought that I, I loved all of his matches. I didn't think he was in a bad match whatsoever. So I always knew he could go out there and wrestle. And so one of the things that I would always say was just let him go out there and have matches and he's going to get over with the people. And once we started seeing more of that, I do think that that's when I started to really, uh, you know, like Austin Theory a whole lot more. And I didn't agree with the way that they did the cash in or anything like that. But at least now, uh, you know, there's doing something a little bit different with Theory. But I did not like the way that was executed at all. Um, I'm glad that they're bouncing back with Theory and kind of, you know, um, correcting some things with him. The other thing that I do want to mention, Simon, because I think this is so important, because you know that if you want to become a top WWE superstar, when it comes to when it comes to the outside stuff, when you're out there promoting the company, doing media events and, you know, talk shows and all of this, you know that as a wrestler, you need to be on your A-plus game. You got to be really good at that stuff. And I remember the first time I interviewed Austin Theory, I was kind of like, you know, I, I instantly saw... I saw what they were probably seeing in terms of his personality and all of that. And then fast forward a couple months later, I'm chatting to the guy again. And it was this massive like improvement change. Like the guy you saw, okay, I get exactly what they see. The guy has a lot of personality, charisma. It doesn't matter if he's doing five interviews, 50 interviews. He's giving each and every single person um, that's being interviewed, you know, energy right because you don't often get that these people you know you can yeah. get tired doing all of these interviews and so i saw what they were probably seeing in austin theory and having that i think kind of helped my interest in austin theory yeah i totally it's a whole package right it's not just the matches it's not just the promos it's not just the interviews it's not just media calls it's, it's everything you've got to be able to tick all those boxes and i think that's what i see in him right i genuinely think they have sat down with him and they've gone yeah this guy can do it you know, this guy, he's a John Cena, he's, he's, you know, he's a Dwayne Johnson, he's a Steve Austin, you know, he can do all these, he can do all these multifaceted things. And he is good in the ring. Like the one thing I always go back to is that amazing stunner that he took from Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Yeah. That, bump, that bump he took was wonderful. I was like, oh, he gets it. And that's it. I think, I think he gets it. And not everybody does get it, or at least not gets it as quickly as he does. So yeah, if you can fit him into that role, that when it, when it is time to pull the trigger, if he has all that experience, he's going to fly. And I really do think that he will do well it just all depends on what his path is. And that's why I think this match is going to be big for him. Because if he does win it, especially after the last Elimination Chamber he was in, when Brock Lesnar killed him, it's, you know, it just goes to show he's developing, he's progressing, he's evolving. All right, so let's talk about this because we got a, a huge variety in terms of what you can, different directions that they can go in with the uh, men's elimination chamber to become the U.S. champion. Um, who do you think is taking this one and uh, or do you see Theory retaining? Yeah, I think Austin Theory's got to retain. I do. Again, you go through the rest of the field. If Seth Rollins is taking on Logan Paul at WrestleMania, doesn't need the US Championship. Doesn't need it. Absolutely give Montez Ford his moment, but he's still in the Street Profits. We should make that transition soon, but we don't need to do it now. Let Damian Priest kick some people's ass. Because again, the Judgment Day rock. But again, it's not something that he... Maybe later in the year, actually, for, for Damian Priest. But I don't think we need to do anything now. And look. I love Johnny Gargano. I really do. I've met him a few times. He makes me happy. He puts a warmth in my stomach, but he wasn't even on Raw. He wasn't even on Raw. So I'm not confident that he's going to win, but let's give him a good showing because he's a damn good wrestler and a lovely person. And those two things are all right by me. But now I'm going with Austin Theory. And I do believe he'll take on John Cena at WrestleMania. I truly do. I think that's where we're going to go. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you see the path for theory for WrestleMania with that being John Cena. You see the path for uh, Seth Rollins with that being Logan Paul. Um, and the, another person that I do want to bring up is Bronson Reed, because I'm a big fan of Bronson of course, Reed, yeah, man. Yeah. If like theory and Seth, because theory and Seth to me, you either going to see theory retain or you're going to have Seth win it. Um, I think my original prediction was Seth Rollins, but I completely agree with you. Uh, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, they don't really need the US title. Would I be interested? Yes, I would, but it would. Um, I think it would be more impactful to keep the title on Austin Theory to help benefit yeah. Theory. So I am going to go with Austin Theory on this one, but I do hope that we see Bronson Reed have like a really great um, showcase on this match because I'm very excited to see what he's going to do. I think he's going to be a fun one to watch. Maybe like his interactions with Johnny Gargano because you know they're going to play up like the size discrepancy between the both of them. You know Montez Ford is going to go out there and do something crazy. Um, frog splash off the chamber pod, whatever. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of guys in here that are going to bring a lot of um, creative spots, I think, are capable of putting in a lot of creativity into the chamber matchup itself. I totally agree. And I should have mentioned Bronson Reed. Like, when he was doing his uh, excursion, we'll call it, uh, he actually came over here and he worked some matches and I got to see him up close and personal. That dude is an absolute beast. And we have treated him so well so far when he's just been murdering folk. So, let, yeah, let's keep that up. Let's make sure he gets some, you know, let, let's, let's kick off a feud of this elimination chamber. Maybe we could do Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest at WrestleMania, right? Or maybe, yeah, maybe Johnny Gargano versus him at WrestleMania. Let's make sure he has his moment, though, and I think he'll grab that. And yeah, I think he'll fly. Joy Stone says, do you think Triple H gives Braun Breaker his name <laughs> back? You don't think there's a chance? No, he's got his name now. Maybe. But no, nah, all that work in NXT, then just to reset it. I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm 50-50 on it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I would I would love it if they did. Uh, but then again, I can't disagree with you in terms of all the work that they did with Braun Breaker as a name. But you know what? I'm leaning towards giving them, you know, the Steiner name <laughs> back and all of that. I'm leaning more towards that side just because I want yeah. to see it. <laughs> Lorenzo Torres sends in a super chat saying, are you guys on the side that are happy that we are getting Roman versus either Cody or Sammy at Mania instead of The Rock? Would y'all rather see Roman versus The Rock? So we are getting into this match now. This is the last match that we need to talk about there's not a lot of matches on this card um so next up we are going to get into everything regarding roman reigns and Sami Zayn. um obviously for the undisputed wwe universal championship this is the match that i feel that even though a lot of us feel pretty sure we know what's going to happen this is a can't miss match because you know shit's gonna go down shit's gonna hit the fan it's gonna be great um so let's start off here with lorenzo torres's uh, super chat question are you more on the side of seeing Roman versus Cody or Sammy? Or did you want to see Roman versus The Rock? It's a great question. I'm, I, I, I am in two different places with it because no one can pretend that Roman versus The Rock isn't the biggest match you could do in all of professional wrestling. It just is. Dwayne Johnson is the biggest star on the planet or one of. Roman Reigns is the biggest wrestling star on the planet. You do that, it's marquee, it's mainstream, it's box office, news headlines. And I'd be massively intrigued to see what they were going to do. I'd be massively intrigued to see what The Rock is like now, given he's been away for 10 years. I would have loved it. And when I sat down to watch that match, I would have had the goosebumps, I would have had the adrenaline, I would have the excitement. But as a wrestling fan that watches week in, week out, it's arguably from an intrigue and interest point of view, it's much better going with the story, right? That's how TV shows peak and that's how movies peak. You get to the third and final action, like what's going to happen? I've invested myself in this entire narrative. How, what's the full stop? 
And the best thing about all of this is that somewhere in the middle of all of it, we have got to a place where we have two super over baby faces. We got Curry Rhodes and we got Sami Zayn. And I remember there was a time when people were desperate for extra baby faces in WWE. And now we've got two, both of which that could actually make a bit WrestleMania against each other and nobody would mind. So I think in terms of the development of the, you know, the stories after WrestleMania and what WWE can and can't do, this is much better for everybody involved. And like I say, maybe we do end up with a triple threat match. If we don't, we still get Cody versus Roman. That's a wonderful plan B. Maybe Sami Zayn, even though he loses the elimination chamber, goes on to become Mr. Money in the Bank. And that opens a whole new door to something else. So doing it this way is better for Raw and SmackDown in April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. So while even if now they went, oh, we've changed our mind, it's the Rock of Roman Reigns, they'll still be like, oh, that's going to be pretty good. This is the one for me. And I think everybody is going to benefit no matter what we do, because I totally believe the plan is in place and we're not going to deviate from it. Man, I completely agree with you on all of this because I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And yeah, it would have been interesting because, you know, unfortunately things didn't necessarily go so great for The Rock the last time he was, you know, wrestling. He got hurt a lot, had to postpone his, uh, I think it was Hercules at the time. Um, You know, just a lot happened in that situation. But like you said, mainstream wise in Hollywood, Rock versus Roman, that would have been freaking off the charts, right? And it's almost like if it didn't happen now, it probably ain't ever going to happen. And that's a little bit depressing because you do want to see like these like dream matchups, these dream scenarios and whatnot. And, but then again, the number one thing is for the longest time, we're like, we need a big baby face in the company. We need somebody. Look at us right now. We have Sami Zayn. We have Cody Rhodes. There are people that are torn. There are people that are like, for sure, we want to see Roman Cody. There are people that want to see Roman Sammy. There's people that, hell, now they want to see Sammy Cody. I mean, it's kind of a little bit all over the place. And I'm on the side of, I'm okay with all of these options. I'm okay with Roman Cody. I'm okay with Roman Sammy. I'm okay with a triple threat match. Um, I don't know if Cody versus Sammy, uh, I think that would probably be like my, um, the one I'm least interested in just because I do think Roman Reigns needs to be part of this. I don't think there's a picture where you don't have Roman Reigns a part of this. So um, definitely Roman Cody and Sammy is kind of like, that would be great, I think. But um, let's talk about the events that may occur at Elimination Chamber. Clearly, we're in Montreal. That is a big, uh, you know, portion of this match. Um, what is your prediction in terms of how you think things are going to play out between Roman and Sammy here? It's not interesting. It's not new. But it's the best option as far as I'm concerned. In the sense that some of the best Shakespeare books. That's right. This is where we're going. Shakespeare, cool lesson for everybody that's right end in tragedy right and the reason they're so well remembered is because they break your heart and they leave you sad and they leave you wanting redemption which you don't necessarily get now with this story we can get a redemption with a different person i totally think especially after what happened on smackdown jimmy and jay uso or just jay uso you know doesn't have jimmy doesn't have to be there jay uso obviously reunites with the bloodline he screws over Sami Zayn. roman beats him Sammy, we're all crushed. We're all crying. It's a horrible moment. We can't believe it. And then out comes Kevin Owens to save the day. So even though the match ends on a downer, the Elimination Chamber ends with the ultimate reuniting of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then if WWE does it right, which I totally believe they can do, all of this anger that we had towards Roman Reigns and Sami then transfers across to the Usos. 
and it means you get all these amazing matches out the other side, right? You're still going to get that mega pop for Kevin Owens, which is what we want. At WrestleMania, they can beat the Usos for the, t- for the tag titles, which does mean a lot. Don't forget that Usos are on a tear right now, doing brilliantly. They're up in the ratings. When they're on television, people tune in. And they've held those belts for like 200 years. So when they do lose them, it's going to be a big deal. And you can do that on night one, which then ties into night two. Well, what happens now? The Bloodline just lost two of their championships or one championship, however you want to put it. What does that mean for Cody versus Roman? I just think doing all of that, I just think it adds so much. And I had, again, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. We'll talk about it another time. I'm not entirely convinced Cody Rhodes wins that match. <laughs> so that opens a whole other door for something else. But I think that's what you've got to do because that serves the story the best. And even though if Sami Zayn somehow did win, I would fall off my chair and go nuts. I would crawl around on the floor with joy. I don't know. I just don't think that's the way to end Roman Reigns' crazy long title run. I just don't. I, I, I think there is a better way to handle it than doing that while still turning Sami Zayn into this mega super duper star. So it pains me to say it because I love him. Sami Zayn will fall. Kevin Owens will return. And then Sami Zayn, even with all that, will become the biggest baby face in the company. Or one of, which he should have happened years ago anyway, because he proved in NXT that he's just he's just so damn good at it. And, 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 when, and it also means when the premium live event is finished, I'm going to want to tune into Raw, right? And I'm going to want to tune into SmackDown. And that's the other thing. They're planting seeds and they're keeping me invested. So while I am breaking hearts, that is what I'm going for, yeah. Man, that's where I'm completely at. Everything you just said, that's exactly where I'm at as well. And it is one of those things where like, we're going into this match and everyone is so sure, you know, that Roman is going to win and this and that. That's why like, if there were, let's just say they were to completely like surprise us and shock us and have Sammy win. Um, it would be nuts. It would be so nuts. Like, I don't know how I would just be like, I think everybody's reaction would just be freaking crazy. And like, I'm not opposed to that because I haven't had a reaction like that. God, True. since, uh, since freaking Brock ended Undertaker's oh. WrestleMania streak. Like it's not often that you get these legitimate moments where you're like, holy shit, they actually did this. Right. And I do think this would be something that's, you know, closest to getting like a holy shit reaction with, if Sami Zayn were to defeat Roman Reigns. And if they didn't do like no dusty finish or anything like that, it was like legit Sami Zayn wins. Um, but again, I don't think that's the direction that they're going in. I do want to ask you how you felt about the Cody Rhodes, um, Sami Zayn exchange that we had on Monday night raw. How did you feel about that? I thought it was wonderful. And I, I think one of the reasons I thought it was so good is because it was such a risk. You, that could have gone so wrong. Like somebody could have got more cheers. It could have imploded. It could have sort of shifted everything in a different direction. But actually what it did is it underlined that they're both megastars and that everybody loves them. And that ultimately Roman Reigns is such a good bad guy. They don't care who beats him. Just one of you. One of you, please beat him. So yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. I thought it was great television. I thought it was riveting. And it was a bit like watching a Marvel movie, right? The, the superheroes came together. The good guys came together because they got to take down Thanos. And if it works in the movies, why can't it work in wrestling? So I think it's made this match even more intriguing. And it's given Cody Rhodes a reason to be the guy that goes on to WrestleMania. He can take revenge for Sami Zayn because they're friends now. He talked about it. They're buddies. 
I like that it also kind of casted a little bit of like a shadow of a doubt where you're like, hmm, you know, him saying, I don't want to see you on Raw because I would prefer to see you at WrestleMania. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I did think it, I think they did a good job of not completely having people completely uh, disregard Sami Zayn as a possible winner. So I think that the segment, I mean, I loved it. I love the exchange, everything that happened, but I think they did a really good job at at least not having people completely disregard uh, Sami Zayn. So I I think it definitely helped on that end but we got a couple of super chats this one here is from taylor cannon thank you so much to taylor who says i'd love for somehow uh sammy to win i just don't think it'll happen and montreal fans won't be happy um you mentioned clearly you have to leave the crowd with a happy note uh happy ending um how do you feel uh, i mean you mentioned already this will be the way to save this is by having kevin owens you know come out and you know kind of avoid a riot uh it, but there's still going to be that moment, though, when Roman defeats Sammy, there's still going to be the moment where people are not going to be, you know, people are going to lose it. They're going to be pissed. It's Montreal. But that's, that's the idea, right? That's the story. The story is that Roman did it again. So you can get even more mad at him. That's the thing. That's why I love it so much. You'd be like, you're such a piece of crap. How do you keep doing this? Somebody has to stop you. Then Kevin Owens comes out, drops him with a stunner. They beat up the bloodline and everybody's adrenaline goes through the roof, right? So you do go home happy. And then that's when you do the big promo on Raw, probably between Cody and Roman. And Cody's like, listen, your mother Hubbard. That's it now. I'm coming for your ass. And then we, and then we shift directions there. But then you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going after Uso, so we can shift directions there. And we have two top-tier matches for WrestleMania. Now, I, I want Charlotte versus Rhea to main event night one. But if you did the tag team title match at two, I'd be totally cool with it because I think it deserves that kind of prominence. We got a super chat here from Lorenzo Torres. Um, something that we mentioned earlier was imagine if they do a dusty finish at Elimination Chamber between uh, Sammy and Roman. And that's definitely something that I do think is uh, possible that can happen. Now, I I'm, I'm, want to circle back because there was something that you said earlier where I was like, oh, shit, what? You mentioned that you have a feeling Cody Rhodes might not be defeating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I wasn't going to let you off this podcast without elaborating on that. I, I I haven't heard this take from anybody just yet, so I need to know what's what's running through what's running through your mind. Well, it's simple, right? It was obviously meant to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. That was clearly the plan at some point, right? And if that was the plan, The Rock's not beating Roman Reigns. The Rock's not becoming the champion which means there is a script that Triple H has, which says post-WrestleMania, Roman is still the champion. So maybe that's the plan. I don't know, but this is my worry. <laughs> my worry is they've gone, oh, maybe Cody can win it at WrestleMania, especially because if Cody wins it at WrestleMania, Roman takes over Pedro Morales's uh, fourth or fifth, whatever it is, and the, you know, the, the total reigns ever kind of a thing. So that, that's why I have this little inkling in my stomach where I'm like, well, if there was a story where Roman didn't lose at Mania, maybe that's still the story. But I cannot see Cody losing. But maybe I can't does. see it either. Because <laughs> if you don't have him win then, when do you do it? I don't know. I don't know. There's no but bigger look, moment. No, no, there's not. But I'm just saying, if it does happen, everyone remember this. I said it first. Me, the bald idiot. I said it. <laughs> I'm going to make sure to clip that out and be like, let's all blame Simon Miller right now. You're gonna, right. just going to get a bunch of hate mail and all of this. You'll be oh, trending. It'll be great. <laughs> bring it. Bring it on. I love hate mail. It's my favorite. 
And we got a super chat here from Tom Talks Rubbish. Thank you so much to Tom who says, uh, thanks for both being nice people and inspiring me to do what I do in this space is in a small way. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. And I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Uh, Brent M sends in a super chat saying, I think Simon is a shoe in for return guest soon. Agree with most, if not all of his takes. Love to you both. Hey, man, I will have you. If you want to show up every single day on this podcast, I'm for sure bringing you on. I don't care. Um, I love I'll having do it. you as a guest. Well, I'll always come back whenever we can make it work i'll be here hell yeah watch next time i reach out you're gonna be like nah <laughs> just kidding I'm, I'm i'm hoping to bring you back simon for sure uh thank you so much to brent m for sending this in um all righty man uh that's where we're at you know we're all pretty much guessing roman reigns is definitely winning this and we're excited to see how the crowds are going to react and all of this um this was really fun simon seriously having you on here uh, to talk about elimination chamber there wasn't very many matches but i feel like we definitely got a good amount of time in here so um before we go i just want to let everybody know if you haven't subscribed just yet to the channel please do so um i am growing this channel we officially surpassed ninety thousand subscribers i am going to be here on uh the day of elimination chamber on saturday doing a watch along i will be starting the stream 10 minutes before so if you guys do want to come in and check out the watch along and just hang out and have someone to talk to about wrestling uh you're more than welcome to kind of hop on in um but also and simon please let the people know where they can watch you where they can follow you support you and all of that Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316 because I gave myself the 316 before I knew what my future held. But we're, <laughs> but we're here now, so it doesn't matter. But also make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling for my ups and downs and other videos. I also have my own personal channel. That's just Simon Miller. If you hit up those four things, that's like a central hub for all things me. And I'd appreciate it very much. Seriously, guys, I did post the links to that in the description box below. So please make sure to go ahead and give Simon some love. But other than that, that was our Elimination Chamber prediction show. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.